October 18th, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. It is a true saying that if someone wants to be an elder, he desires an honorable responsibility. For an elder must be a man whose life cannot be spoken against. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exhibit self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home and must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, peace-loving, and not one who loves money. He must manage his own family well, with children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? An elder must not be a new Christian, because he might be proud of being chosen so soon, and the devil will use that pride to make him fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not fall into the devil's trap and be disgraced. In the same way, deacons must be people who are respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers and must not be greedy for money. They must be committed to the revealed truths of the Christian faith and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, they should be given other responsibilities in the church as a test of their character and ability. If they do well, then they may serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not speak evil of others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, and he must manage his children and household well. Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I can't come for a while, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and support of the truth. Without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ appeared in the flesh and was shown to be righteous by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and was announced to the nations. He was believed on in the world and was taken up into heaven. Psalms 34, 6 or 7. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Good morning, brothers. This is uh, Alex Bennett. I'm in Lancaster. Uh, at the refuge here, uh, going on to... Uh, fifth month here um, and since I you know came in I've been hit with uh, a lot of different uh, trials a lot of different temptations a lot of urges um, struggle with a lot of things you know crisis um, just been brought to the forefront <clears throat> for me uh, has kept me here uh, has helped me persevere and fight and I just want to share some some hope with you guys and just a little bit about you know my experience here um, I didn't know what to come, what to expect when I got here. You know, I just knew that I needed to make a, you know, a courageous decision and you know, get some direction, some purpose in my life. And 
you know, I decided to have some integrity for you know probably the first time in my adult life and, and make the decision to uh, to pursue Christ you know courageously and um, you know, move away from self righteousness and uh, you know since making that choice and um, coming here you know I've been extremely humbled um, I have looked as far into myself as I ever have in my life um, I was so far away from self love and. <clears throat> really just, you know, meaning as a as a person. I didn't think that, you know, I'd ever be able to get back to the point that I'm at now, uh, which is, you know, a very small step in the process to, you know, self-discovery and, you know, relationship with Christ. I didn't think I deserved it. Um, I didn't think I was worthy of it. Um, I certainly didn't know how I was going to get back to, you know, feeling like, uh, I could ever measure up to um, having that relationship with Christ, that fulfilling and meaning whenever again. Um, thank God that, um, you know, He's working in me uh, each and every day uh, to get uh, back to a respectable place with Him. Um, the, uh, the debt has been paid for me. You know, I no longer have to live in shame and regret. Uh, the accounts are being reconciled. Uh, family restoration has taken place. You know, I've been able to put aside uh, the earl, the worth, or the the worldly things that you know I once cared greatly about, and you know what I care about now has just shifted completely. Um, made some great relationships, love and respect a lot of you, most of you here. Um, you know, I have a huge respect for you know leadership and what the refuge stands for, and you know what it uh, attempts to accomplish each and every day just couldn't be more thankful and more blessed to be in the position I'm in right now, you know, with all the people that are around me. I love and care about each and every one of you. There's, you know, nothing I, I wouldn't do. Um, just encourage, you know, everyone that's listening to this this morning to uh, continue moving in God's direction, continue pursuing a life with purpose, um, to just savor and treasure the time that you have spent here because uh, James 4.14, it says you're like, what do you even know? Your life is a mist. You appears for a while and then vanishes. Um, that's exactly you know how it is. So keep the faith. Keep moving on. Love you guys. Um, stay strong. Psalm 88, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. To be sung to the tune, The Suffering of Affliction. A psalm of Heman the Ezraite, a song. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out to you day and night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry. For my life is full of troubles, and death draws near. I have been dismissed as one who is dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have abandoned me to death, and I am as good as dead. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrust me down to the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger lies heavy on me. Wave after wave engulfs me. You have caused my friends to loathe me. You have sent them all away. I am in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my pleading hands to you for mercy. 
Of what use to the dead are your miracles? Do the dead get up and praise you? And those in the grave declare your unfailing love. In the place of destruction, can they proclaim your faithfulness? In the darkness, speak of your miracles. Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face away from me? I have been sickly and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have cut me off. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have encircled me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Only darkness remains. Proverbs 25, verses 20 through 22. Singing cheerful songs to a person whose heart is heavy is as bad as stealing someone's jacket in cold weather or rubbing salt in a wound. If your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they are thirsty, give them water to drink. You will heap burning coals on their heads, and the Lord will reward you.